0: Hi everybody, my name is Mike Manning.
1: And I'm Trinity French.
0: And we are your business coaches at wired to change
1: With the number two.
0: We are here to help you get your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. All right, Trinity, life of a small business owner these days, kind of hard.
1: It's looking a little bit different than it has in the last few months, that is for sure.
0: And we want to help people understand some things that we can do at home Mm -hmm. and all of us are learning what we're able to do at home and it's generally more than we thought it was because we have to necessity is the mother of invention
1: yes it is and
0: when the only way for me to talk to people is on zoom i better learn zoom (laughs) and i'm pleased Uh, Well,
1: I have become very proficient at GoToMeeting, which is the platform that I use. I know everybody has different platforms that they're using to keep in touch. Something fun that my friends and I did the other night is there's actually an app called House Party. (laughs) And I thought one of my friends was being a total jerk because they were like, hey, let's all get together for a house party on Saturday or Sunday night. And I was like, we can't get together for a house party. Like, what the heck are you guys talking about? They're like, no. And then they sent me this invite to this app and it's called House Party. And it's like go to meeting where you are all in the same room and you can see each other's pictures. But there's games that you play with each other. So there's drawing games, there's word games, there's quiz games, there's basically cards against humanity that you play. Like it was, <laughs> nice. we sat there and did that for over an hour last night, and we're cracking up.
0: Oh, and okay. it was
1: so much fun, and it was really good to connect with some of my friends and see their faces, and we were able to be together and have a game night even without being in the same room so nice anyone that's bored and you want to get your family or your friends together I highly recommend downloading house party and getting out there and or I guess virtually
0: getting yeah and this past or this will be now it, it will have been by the time this comes out it will have been a week and a half ago we got we had a Friday night family reunion on zoom on Becky's side of the family and we had I think we had 15 people, let's see, Dallas, San Antonio, South Padre Island, Lakeland, Florida, Charlotte, Raleigh, and Fort Stewart in Georgia. And we we're all just laughing, yucking it up for, got two and a half hours for everybody to realize, hey, we haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> <So, laughs> but you have to, and if you want to talk to somebody, you need to do that. And so a couple of things we want to talk about today are, Things you can do from the house that can help you cover more ground and grow relationships. So the first thing we're going to talk about are referral partners and developing your sales team.
1: What is a sales team, it's, Mike Manning?
0: It's a pattern interrupt. Pattern interrupt. It's a, geez. Oh. It's there a pat- you go. Yeah, no. But
1: you got it. You've, you reached deep and you pulled
0: that out. <laughs> but this is a pattern interrupt because everybody thinks of a sales team as people I have hired, and Mm -hmm. that is nowhere near the case, and you are a queen of this, so please educate here.
1: All right, so this is something that is a spinoff from some coaching and training that I've studied under Brian Buffini, so he is a real estate and um, really a real estate industry coach, so he does coaching and training and sales seminars for real estate agents and uh, mortgage brokers. What I like to say that I do is teach Buffini on crack because I've <laughs> taken it and put my own spin and twist on it and just made it a little bit more robust and combined it with a couple other different methodologies to really create a big impact.
0: And this and can apply not just to real estate and It mortgage. can
1: apply to anyone who's looking to grow their business by adding more referral-based closings and or referral-based business, if they want to increase the number of referrals that they're seeing in their business, which we both know that referrals are the least expensive Mm -hmm. way to grow your business, they also are a lot better at your, like you're going to see your closing ratio skyrocket with the more referrals that you get. Oh, yeah. So uh, statistically, you're looking at 50 to 70 percent of your referred leads that you get are going to actually close because they're coming from somebody that was looking for a trusted source and that person led them to you. Also, customers that are that are brought into your business by referral are 37% more likely to have a higher retention rate. So for people that are looking to decrease the amount of client turnover and new client acquisition that they have to do, you know, it's nice to keep going and drinking from the same well versus digging a new well every time you're thirsty. 81% of consumers are more likely to engage with brands that have some sort of reward program. And I wouldn't really call this a reward program per se, but it is similar in that people are being given something. And if you think about when you are asking people for a referral, the steps are first you give them something of value. Now it's either... It could be a piece of information, it could be a little gift, it could be anything, but first you have to give them value. Then you have to actually ask for the business or for the referral. And we're going to talk today about a dialogue that um, tees it up for you to keep in contact with people and actually ask for the business. And then once you ask for the business, eventually you're going to receive referrals from those past clients or referral partners.
0: And we all need to remember that referrals are relationships.
1: Yes, they are. And
0: relationships are recency and frequency. And you have preached this in and out of just about every episode. Stay in touch. Every Tuesday, you make phone calls.
1: I do. And there's a reason for that because when I'm setting up the expectations with my clients, I'm letting them know that on every Tuesday they're going to be hearing from me and that's our client check-in call day. So when I call them, even if it's just to jokingly say, ha ha, it's Tuesday, they're getting used to being in a process and it makes it so that they're there's no drop in communication because the number one complaint among real estate agents is that they don't hear from their agent frequently enough. And I don't want that to become me.
0: And we hear that in the insurance world all the time. Well, I haven't heard from my guy in about a year and a half.
1: Or I haven't heard from my guy in 12 <laughs> years. And then you go to cancel and they're like, yeah. wait, 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 <laughs> hold on a second. I thought you were my bestie. No, I haven't heard from you. Haven't heard from you. And D-bag. we hear that from
0: financial advisors. <laughs> You just, you do, if you don't, out of sight, out of mind, folks. And even if you just touch base to say, hey, I'm just touching base with you, want to see how things are going, your portfolio looks good, your insurance coverage is good, whatever, just touching base, frequency and recency.
1: Yes. So to answer your first question, because I kind of went off on a tangent with all my dorky statistics, (laughs) dorky statistics, nerding out over here, hashtag nerd, I... Um, use the terminology that the people that know you likely, know you, like you, and have agreed to refer you are people that you're going to put on your sales team. So if you think about your sphere as an extension of yourself, they are the people that are out in the marketplace looking for people that are in need of your product or service. So for my business, um, I figured out, calculated out the ratios and we were doing this the other day with one of our clients because he's in commercial real estate and the numbers and ratios are a little bit different. So we were walking him through what the ideal number of sales team members is that he would need in order to get a certain number of referrals to to double his business and your sales team are your front line, you know, they're not paid, they're not... Um, out there you know you don't you don't even have to call them their your sales team to their face but they're people that you're keeping in contact with so that way their reticular activator is up and looking out for you because it's not their job to go out and search for referrals for you it's our job to keep in touch with our sales team so they remember us and they want to refer us
0: And remember, folks, you as the consumer or you as the referral partner for somebody else, why do you brag about the people you brag about? It's the same thing. There's a reason, there's a connection, why you have those three, five, 10, 12 friends that you'll tell anybody about. So if you'll do that for them, you need to make sure that Your sales team is gonna do that for you, but as Trinity said, you gotta give first.
1: Yes, so giving first, any book that you ever read on working by referral or how to get more referrals is always going to tell you that there needs to be some sort of give first before you ask. Um, Bob Berg is one of my favorite authors. Um, He's written a ton of books about working by referral and how to increase your referrals you know, the whole premise of his book, again, is build that relationship first. And once you've built that knowing and liking part of your relationship with somebody, they're going to start to trust you and refer you. So in order to keep your business moving forward, if you currently don't have a sales team, now is a great time to get on the horn that's mm-hmm. an old timey phrase for pick up the phone.
0: Ask your parents about <laughs> Ask that. Ask your
1: parents, yeah. Uh, pulling one from Mike's day and age. Um, to get on the horn and reach out to people that could potentially be sales team members for you. And one of the exercises that we walked a client through recently was had him write down the top categories of people of professions that were most likely to refer him. It was crazy when you think about, oh, well, here's the people that I've received the most referrals from. It makes sense that I would go out and find more people that fit that profession. Mm -hmm. So for me in real estate, my lenders, Mm -hmm. um, recruiters, uh, people that are, you know, around people that are getting ready to move or that are going to know that before anyone else. Those are my top referral partners that I'm looking for. For this commercial real estate agent that we were helping the other day, it was you know, commercial bankers, it was commercial insurance agents. So if we came up with a list of seven or eight different professions that he can go after and target with real estate agents being number one for him, that's his biggest source of referrals, just through the act of writing it down, he was able to think of people yeah. that he might not have otherwise thought of.
0: If your last referral partner stay in the commercial real estate world, If your last two referrals came from residential realtors, why are you not? There's got to be 5,000 in this state. Well, more than that, Trinity, right? Yeah. Licensed. Just in the triangle alone, there's what, a couple thousand? 6,000,
1: something. Geez. With, with the, the boom, it was it's probably upwards yeah. of 7,500, 8,000.
0: Why would you not just wear that market out? You don't need to call on dentists. You don't need to call on CPAs. You don't even need to call on business coaches, but you should because we'll help you come to this conclusion. Yes. But why would you not, oh, here's a list of 7,000 realtors. I'm going to start calling, visiting, emailing now because they don't want to do commercial real estate and they get that question as much as anybody so just wear that line out
1: yeah you partner with people who are on the front line that are going to come across those people that you want to be referred to you just develop a relationship with them and keep in touch and it sounds so simple but it can be really hard one Mm -hmm. as soon as we get busy the very first thing that we stop doing is our marketing efforts and activities. So right now is the perfect time to be laying down a ton of marketing activity because we're cooped up in the house. There's things that we were doing that we can't be doing anymore. So perfect time to prioritize what you can be doing to build your sales team up and really take not take advantage, but take advantage Mm -hmm. of an otherwise yucky situation of us all being stuck at home.
0: One of the things you could do right now is just get on LinkedIn and comment more. If you want to meet realtors, there's enough on their posting stuff. You want to meet insurance people, there's enough on their posting stuff. So get on there and get a little bit more visible and just comment on some things that they've mentioned business-wise and that will help start the connection. But going back to what one of the things you said earlier, Trinity, and you've said this a number of times, you are the tip of the spear in your world, and you Mm -hmm. act that way. And the results show it, don't they?
1: Yeah, and the results show it when I stop doing what I'm supposed to do, also. I mean, the system that I work works when you work the system mm-hmm. and when you stop working in the system it stops working. It's like dieting and exercise. Right now Scott and I are back at log, you know, we're logging our calories mm. and logging our physical activity and he's already lost psh, 24 pounds because Really? Yeah. And Since the
0: cruise? Mm-hmm. Oh, dang.
1: Yeah. Well, he started two weeks before I did. Okay.
0: Um, Show off.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I'm really excited and oh, proud yeah. of him for for taking control of his own health because he hates the way that I eat. I like to eat, my old roommate said that I eat like a rabbit because I could eat like a little bit of hummus and a couple carrots and cucumber mm-hmm. and I'm good for the night Um, he likes pasta and cake and pizza and I mean and I like all those things too but I also can feel full and satiated and like there's a lot of flavor in other foods Mm. so when you think about dieting and exercise the minute you stop doing it you don't feel it that day Hmm. You don't even feel it the next day. You feel the effects of that when you get on the scale a week later and you've gained three pounds. So same thing with building your sales team. If you stop keeping in contact with these people that you've built relationships with, you're going to slowly see that those referrals are drying up and you're not getting because people's attention spans are not very long. I wish I knew how long the average attention span is, but, you know, Mm. it's not very long.
0: One of the, if you're an NFL fan, whether you live in the Carolinas or not, Cam Newton was the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, uh, former league MVP, got him to the Super Bowl. He's not played basically in a year and a half, and he doesn't get talked about anymore. When people talk about good quarterbacks in the NFL, his name never comes up because mm-hmm. he's
1: quickly uh, forgotten.
0: Yep, yep, and it's the same thing in business. And again, think of the people you follow whether it's social media or however you follow them. Why do you follow them? Well, you're seeing stuff from them. Mm -hmm. It's, again, you need to apply you as the consumer. What should I be doing so I have more consumers following me?
1: Yep. And the first part to building your sales team is to write down the people that are already referring you. So... Pull out your database or your Rolodex or your Excel spreadsheet, however you're tracking these things. And if you're not tracking them, guess what I'm going to recommend you do? (laughs) (laughs) Get some sort of tracking system because you want to know where your closed business where your transactions, where your clients, whatever you call it, whatever makes your payday go ka-ching, 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 you want to know where that's coming from.
0: I finished a blog finally that I'm going to get to you the next day or two. It's uh, what I didn't expect, being at home with my wife 24-7. The other one, and I'm going to try to write this before this comes out. I was listening to our sale, and I got to figure out the title. Your sales funnel is like the, the... the song Cotton Eye Joe. Where do they do come, come from? from? Where, where do, do, do they go? go? If you don't track your numbers, people, you, you're you not going to be able to tell why your phone's ringing and then you won't be able to tell why your phone isn't, isn't ringing. ringing.
1: Yes. So step number one is to know where your referrals and also while you're digging for your referrals, figure out where all of your past clients or business came from because you might have a business where it's only 30% referral based, and you have other marketing efforts that you do in addition. My business is 100% by referral. So if I don't do these things, I have no business. So um, it's vitally important for me that, yes, that everybody remembers this cute little face um, on the side of on a bus, the people. Side of a so Trinity bus. knows
0: that she better keep up her way of working because the minute I see her face on the side of a bus, Oh, uh, she's going to hear about it cuz she's right though. We laugh about it, but that means she stopped doing what she was doing and now she has to spend money to advertise.
1: Yeah, which I never would do because the return on investment is so small for real estate agents that it does not make any sense.
0: Which goes back to your point of the 50 to 75%, that that's not a referral lead coming if somebody sees your name and number on the side of a bus.
1: No. That's but a cold lead.
0: Right. It's yes. a referral lead coming from me or Drago or Nikki or Or whoever. it could yep. be a
1: self-referral. It could yep. be somebody that I met that's raising their hand. I just got one today. A friend of mine got one of my um, coming soon emails and she replied back to it and said, hey, guess what? I'm ready to start looking for a house. Boom, self-referral. So you can have self-referrals that come from the people that have agreed to refer you, but you also have Um, you know, first tier referrals that come from your referral partners and you can have, you know, then second tier referrals that come from the next person. And it's really cool to go back and see, like right now I have some clients that are like the third or fourth referral down the chain, which is really cool. And I can go back to that original referrer and say, Hey, guess what? you not only helped me get one client, you actually helped me get five clients because that client referred me and then that client referred me and then that client referred me and, referred me and it becomes this really cool referral chain.
0: And if you want to know if you're good at what you do, you would have those. If nobody ever refers you past the first referral, you're not doing something right.
1: You, But you could be, Mike. You could be doing everything right, but you never ask. Right. So if you don't ask for the business, you cannot assume that people know that you want to work with them. Um, And I have made that mistake numerous times where I just assume that people know that because I'm in real estate that I would want to do business with them. And that is really stupid. I have kicked myself more than once, more than twice, probably 10, 15 times in my career where I go, dang it, I really missed a great opportunity Mm -hmm. to educate the people around me as to what it is that I do for a living and that I actually want their business. If you think about your closest 20 people that you know and you talk to on a regular basis, how many of them do you know what they do for a living?
0: Less than you think.
1: Less than you think. And when you really think about it, people, you might have told someone, yeah, I'm a general contractor or yes, I am in in the pest control business or I'm an insurance agent or whatever it is, but they've got a billion other pieces of information coming into their brains. And if they only hear that once, it's not going to stick with them because it takes us humans on average seven times to hear something before we actually understand what the heck is going on and it sticks in our minds
0: with your sales team you, and you got to find a reason to call them and a lot of times like you said earlier it's not business related it's just hey checking in i've got a half a dozen people through sports connections no brainer i can call them just i can call them every other day if i wanted to But that's my connection with them as well. I'll call and say, man, did you read that article or did you see that highlight? But what's the connection you have with them? And find a reason to make that connection so you can call them and stay top of mind.
1: And the greatest thing about working by referral is I get to pick who's on my sales team. So if somebody's a jerk or... (laughs) I don't like them or I think they smell weird or whatever excuse it is. You don't have to have them on. You can just go out and find a new person and replace them.
0: And you have told us more than once that in your database, you will put those comments.
1: I will. Now, I'm not going to tell you who those people are, but they're probably not the type of people that are listening to a podcast trying to better and improve
0: their lives. (laughs) Which is why they have that comment. (laughs) So once they make the list... They made the list, let's say they get to 40 people, legitimate people that would refer them. Now, what's the next step?
1: So the next step is to contact those 40 people and actually talk to them and find out if they are comfortable with referring you. Because you do not want to assume that because you know what they do or because you've talked to them once or twice about what you do for a living, that they're going to remember or that they're going to think of you Um, And not everybody knows how to refer. So on a future podcast, we're going to talk about how you educate your team to refer you. Um, I have a template email, actually, that I send out that explains to people how to refer me so that way they don't feel awkward or uncomfortable in how they refer me. But that first step is to write down your list. And then the next step after that is to contact that list and talk to them about, you know. first you can be catching up. One of the things that we talked about with a client recently was with this whole coronavirus that's going on, that it's a great time to call people because most people are gonna be at home or able to answer their phones. Like, hello, jackpot, how often does that happen? (laughs) And when you give them a call, the first thing you're gonna do is um, sometimes I'll use the, hey, I'm calling you for three reasons and the i'm calling you for three reasons is great because now in their mind they think they're counting them off. Yes. And they want to know what these three reasons are. And always the first reason is how are you doing? How's your and you can think of FORD. How's your family? How's your um uh the acronym FORD is family, occupation, recreation and dreams. So ask them about something that means something to them. How's your family doing? How's work going? Are you stressed out? Are you able to work from home? You know, you want to be connecting with them on some personal level that is important to them. The next thing, and then you're going to say, okay, the second reason I'm calling is because I'm actually updating my database. And I have a goal this year to pass 400 referrals amongst my favorite people and to really help grow my community and make sure people are introduced to the right people. So I was wondering, are you still a blank? Mm -hmm. If you know what they did previously, you'll be surprised how many people switched careers and you had no idea. Um, If they are still doing whatever it is that they were doing, the next question after that is, what is the best way that I can help you? Who is somebody that would be a great connection for you? And a lot of times I'll get pushback from our coaching clients and they'll say, well, if they work at Duke, they're not going to have anybody or, that, and yeah. you can't go in it with an assumption about who may have a need or not, because you never know who's looking for a job or looking to make a career change or looking for an intern or their company is hiring. Like there are so many reasons that people would need an introduction to somebody else that you just can't assume that that person doesn't want or need an introduction until you ask them. And you'll be really surprised about what actually comes out of their mouths
0: or they're just getting ready to have a baby so they need to upsize or all three kids are gone so now they're downsizing yeah you have no idea you have no
1: clue they might need a plumber they might need a painter they might need a landscaper they when you start asking people hey is there anything you need or anyone who would be a great introduction for you right now you just it opens up a world of possibilities
0: they're just they're just humans like us. They got stuff they gotta get done. Their house needs worked on, their car needs worked on, they have probably gotta to go to the gym. They need life insurance, health insurance, they all they need almost all the same things we do.
1: Yes. And then at this point in the conversation, typically they go, Okay, well, what's the third thing?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I say, Oh, thanks for reminding me. I would have hung up and totally forgot. And the third thing is, is I don't want to assume that you remember that I'm a real estate agent because I don't want to assume that they remember. It's not their job to remember what I do for a living. It's my job to remind them. And then once I ask them, they'll be like, oh yeah, absolutely. Now, usually one of two things comes out of their mouth. Like, oh, I totally forgotten. Yeah, it's cool. How's the market going? Da, 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 da. Or they say, yeah, If I come across anyone, I'm going to make sure that I refer them to you, which means I've already done a good job of inundating or not inundating them, inoculating them to what it is that I want and need from them. But if they haven't remembered that I'm in real estate or haven't already agreed to refer me, my next question is, do you have an agent that you would regularly refer to? And most of the time they're going to say, yeah, you. And I'm like, perfect. That's the answer that I was hoping for. But occasionally they say, oh, you know, my cousin's a real estate agent or my brother's second wife or whatever it is, is a real estate agent. And at that point, you just say, that's awesome. I'm glad that they have somebody that they trust. Everybody needs a trusted advisor and leave it at that.
0: And you could add if you on top of that is, but hey, if you ever need anything, something along those lines, but acknowledge their relationship with that person.
1: Yes. Take the high
0: road. There's less traffic up there. And they'll remember that.
1: And they'll remember that. And then the weird thing that winds up happening is, I swear 50% of the time, they go, well... Actually, yeah. um, you know, I don't know if uh, and I'm like, well, tell me a little bit about like, but, you know, they only do it part time or, you know, I think they only do one or two transactions a year. I'm not sure how comfortable no. they be or
0: you do that in a day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you never want to assume what somebody is going to say. And yes, are you occasionally going to get pushback or people that you feel like they think this is an uncomfortable conversation. Absolutely. Those are the people that you're like, okay, they're not on my sales team. I'll keep in contact with them. Like I normally do as a loved one or a, you know, cherished friend, but not everyone in your sphere has to be a person that's in your sales team.
0: And you don't have to push anything.
1: And you're not, you're just asking questions.
0: Yep, just touching base. Asking
1: questions, touching base. And then the most important part is to ask if you can keep in contact with them. Yes. The way that I do that is I let them know that I have valuable real estate information that most people find interesting. Would they like to receive it? And they're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, great. Well, I'll keep in contact with you and let me make sure I have your best email address. I get their home address. And if I'm feeling really spunky, I get their date of birth and their wedding anniversary mm-hmm. because I keep track of those and I send all my clients and referral partners birthday cards, anniversary cards, and um, home anniversary cards.
0: If you want to do this right, folks, do not rely on Facebook to tell you that. No. <laughs> do your own because It, well, doesn't, Intel, it yeah. does
1: not tell you. Uh, and uh, there's something amazing that happens and competency that is built so people are always wondering how do i build competency now you might have character and people know you that you're a good person they know you from church they know you from a club they know you from kickball whatever and they think that you're fun and they really like you um, but they don't trust you yet because they haven't figured out if you're a competent human this is where you can really set yourself apart because if I ask somebody for their birthday and then send them a birthday card, I'm showing that I'm competent at utilizing systems without them even realizing what it is that I'm doing. If I tell somebody, hey, I want to keep in contact with you, and then you know, within a couple of weeks, I actually keep in contact with them, I'm building competency just just because I'm doing what I said I was going to do
0: in the male world between the ages of 16 and 26, some of the coolest, best perceived people are knuckleheads. They just are. <laughs> so yeah, back to your point, you gotta show them that you, you're of value to them.
1: Yes, and it's not that hard. Hmm? It's not that difficult. And once you have this list and you've asked these people to keep in contact, that is when the magic really starts to happen. Because again, it takes people on average seven times of hearing or seeing something before they actually commit it to memory. One On one of our next podcasts, we're gonna talk about um, a thing I call eight by eight and how that can help you to really keep in contact with your clients. But we'll, we'll save that nugget for a future.
0: So everybody's future homework off of this episode is to put your list together and call... Yeah, You need to call them. Emails aren't going to work. The yeah, best, the best the thing best, to do is call the them. The
1: best thing to do is going to be to call them. Yep. There's a lot more ability to get feedback from people via a telephone call. And it is such a lost art. People are so, hmm. you know, just hate calling people, which just pick up the damn phone.
0: If you send Suck it up
1: buttercup, pick if, up the damn phone.
0: If you send somebody an email with yes, no questions, you're going to get yes, no answers and you will learn next to nothing. But on the phone, the media say, Hey, how are you guys holding up at home with all five of you? Here we go. Right. Hang on and start writing stuff down Yes. because they're going to say, boy, you know what? It's the the weather's warming up and I don't think our AC is working. So I'm trying to figure that boom there's your opening to pass a referral and help them out right now. Absolutely. So please call. Don't be afraid to call. They probably are okay hearing from you because you probably haven't called them in a while.
1: Yeah, and um, don't be afraid to leave a fun voicemail. Um, I'm a big fan of leaving a voicemail as long as it actually has information in it. Yes. So you don't want to leave a voicemail that says, hey, this is Trinity. Give me a call back when you get a second because you're never going to get a return phone call. That is not prompting them to... To be interested in what it is that you are calling about. When I leave a voicemail, I want to leave something fun. I want to say, hey, uh, Mike, I'm calling for three quick reasons. Give me a call back when you have a minute. Now your interest is peaked and Mm -hmm. you're like, well, what the heck? What three reasons you're calling me? Yeah, and I would call you back and go,
0: "Okay, you get to start." (laughs) But and we would have some fun with that, just like in any email, anything. There needs to be a call to action, subtle, quiet, simple. It doesn't have to be the call to action. Doesn't have to be, "Hey Trinity, I'm Trent." Hey, it's Trinity calling. Uh, Really want to sell one of your houses or one of your friends' houses? Not that, just. Hey, I got three things. Give me a call back. Yep. All right. So we want you to go rate, review, and subscribe our podcast. We are also through the month of April, and we may be doing it through May. We are offering free 30-minute coaching seminars if you're having issues with anything with your business just want to bounce some ideas off people brainstorm on a couple things we would love to meet with you it's a free 30 minutes no strings attached we're not going to sell you we're not going to ask you to do anything we just want to help we want people have been good to us helping us get our business started we want to give back and these are tough times for small business owners
1: yes they are and we definitely are excited. Um, about these upcoming 30-minute sessions because we feel that we have a lot um, of good ideas that we can help give back to the community. And
0: you can thank us by paying it forward. Yes. All right, so please rate, review, and subscribe on our podcast, and we'll see you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.